0: Hi everyone, this is Justina. Welcome back, or welcome, to Investigative Selfism and let me jump into today's topic, which is kind eh, kind of like a continuation of the previous episode, which was on deep listening. So it's still within, you know, everything's within the realm of communications and obviously I don't want to say that. I don't want to oversimplify and say that communication is all about just listening and responding. But in the way, you know, if we think of uh, good communication as uh, a type of communication where we can connect and connect more deeply with others, then obviously deep listening is important and us responding, responding in an empathetic way, you know, responding with empathy, that's super important. You know, in my previous episode, I was saying, okay, so if we're listening deeply, what does that look like and what would that look like in our responses and i think when we talk about that we have to talk about empathy what that is what are its attributes how we get there what what it looks like in our communication and also want to talk today about uh, a list of very concrete obstacles to empathetic communication so once again it's not just oh what i think about communication now this is what. Psychology, uh, social science research, uh, nonviolent communication is a discipline. This is what all of them tell us. So it's not just some you know ideas that I have, but they're actually from you know they come from science, uh, so to speak. And I think they're so valuable. They're so like it's such a cool, interesting way to deconstruct what uh, good communication is and how we respond with empathy. I think it's so valuable, it 's so practical, and that 's why obviously I wanted to share this with you. so let me do that but first first hard to even identify what empathy is, like describe it, and what 's the difference you know between empathy and sympathy because these are two like they seem like synonyms, but actually it, it appears that it's actually quite different in in real life and how once again different types of research uh, defines them so a very simple definition, I guess, and the distinction between sympathy and empathy is that sympathy is more, let's say, if, you know, someone says in a very basic way, oh, let's say something bad happened to me, and the response is, oh, poor you, oh, that sucks, oh. So it's kind of not looking down, but it's just a sort of feeling a bit pity maybe for the other person, which is, you know, a reaction and then what empathy is or how empathy is described or defined is more uh, like um, feeling that feeling, like identifying what the feeling is and connecting on the level of that feeling to the person who is, you know, let's say, telling you the story. Um, actually, interestingly, we do have a definition or some a concrete attributes that it was uh, Theresa Wiseman, um, a researcher, Uh, who defines four elements or attributes of empathy or empathetic responses and I think very, very specific. So one is perspective taking. So you, so like you're putting yourself in another person's shoes. Like, ah, this is like, this is what happened. Okay, like I'm, I'm trying to imagine that situation, right? And then, and this is really difficult, staying away from judgment. Ooh, no shaming, no blaming. That's a tough one, right? That's so tough. Like, just don't express judgment. Then recognizing the emotion that the other person is feeling. Right? It's like, oh, is it, you know, is it sorrow? Is it anger? Is it disappointment? Is it frustration? Like what that is? And then the last point is summarizing what you see. So if someone says, ah, you know, I know I, I got, you know, uh, laid off my work, right? Like I lost my job. So instead of, you know, shaming blaming the person, blah blah blah, uh, first you sort of try to put yourself in the person's shoes. Uh, you once again don't say anything, shaming or blaming. And then you think of like what is the like how how is the person really feeling? So if you say, Oh, that must be you know, that's ignoring the situation, like very disappointing, or that sounds very tough, you know, or Uh, You must, you know, you must be feeling a bit anxious about your next step, right? It's kind of like trying to identify and then connect to the emotion that the person is feeling. So you, you know, you do that and not to say that you have to sort of lie that, oh, I've been there as well. But very often, whatever the situation is, maybe you haven't been laid off, you know, from your job. But if the underlying emotion is, for example, disappointment or fear, very likely you can connect. On the level of that emotion so you don't have to say i don't know exactly how you feel because i've also lost my job maybe you haven't you know so like that's fine but obviously can you say yeah i felt i felt like this as well at some point you know can you connect to that and very likely you can and this is that deeper empathetic connection that you could be bringing to your communication if you chose to so I think that's very beautiful. I think that is what makes our communication just more meaningful in general. And I really like uh, how, well, I very often talk about Brene Brown and her research and all my episodes, everything I talk about, but also (laughs) to continue that tradition, like this uh, quote of hers, she's about empathy and these kind of responses. And she's saying, you know, the truth is rarely can a response actually, you know, make something better. Like the response itself is not going to make anything better. But what makes it better is connection. And I think like that's the point, right? It's not about saying I've, been this, like, I've done the same thing and you know, exactly how I feel like I've been in that situation. No, but I, the feeling is familiar and we can connect. You know, I can, I can be there for you because I understand really what you're feeling uh, and I can acknowledge that and I can only do that for now. You know, I'm not gonna jump into anything else. I will stay with you in that emotion. So this is one big part of what empathy is and how that empathetic communication happens. It's still not very clear, right? It's still, these are sort of general principles, but these are, I mean, they're steps, but how you exactly implement them, obviously, hey, these are skills, these are practices, it's difficult. But that's why I also like um, a very concrete list of obstacles to empathetic communication. And when I've learned about them, and I I did that when I was... um, uh, learning about nonviolent communication a discipline. I really like and refer to very often <laughs> when I you know in, in this project of mine and um, It was now I really had to look at this list. It's, it's, it's a long list. It was uh, Holly Humphrey a also a science a researcher uh, Someone who actually works with nonviolent communication like officially in the field who identified several areas or several behaviors or tendencies to respond that are are not empathetic that they are like, don't do that. Just like, just please, scan you. Can you not do or, like, just look at this list and I try not to behave like that because that all goes against what we would call an empathetic response. So let me give you this list. And I think honestly, when I was reading it, I thought, Oh my God, <laughs> at some point in my life till this day, well, I've done all of them at some point and I do some of them now. So I really have to be very conscious, very mindful and remind myself that if someone wants that connection, if I want to connect with someone empathetically, don't jump, just don't jump into one of those or a combination, even worse. So what is this list? And please listen carefully because I think you might recognize some of these behaviors, you know, in your own behavior. Um, I think it would be very weird if you didn't. So, you know, let's just be honest with ourselves here. So what are those obstacles? So when someone tells you something, something not necessarily bad, but perhaps it is like a, you know, like a sad story or maybe, hey, maybe it's about you having done something that you know, made the person feel not great, right? So what would be our responses that would not be empathetic, that would go against those principles of uh, empathetic connection? So one is advising. Yeah, so saying, let's say if you know, someone tells you, oh, I'm not feeling like, I know what you should do. Let me tell you, I have some tips. Ah, I know we all want to do that, but can we at least keep it for later? Can we please first just listen to the person say, wow, that sucks. That, that, that is really bad. Wow. You know, and then maybe later on some tips, but just don't jump into that. This is not why the person wants to connect with you. Right? So advising, then educating saying, you know what? you know what, this this is actually like a positive experience. Or you know, you, you, can, you can learn from this and look at the... Not necessarily look at the bright side, but kind of try to, uh, you know, squeeze all these learnings from that experience, which is something I am a fan of. I would say, like, of course, look at some shitty situation in your life, a horrible relationship, some painful experience. Of course, learn from it. Like, of course. Just that when someone's telling you something, maybe that's not the first thing you want to hear. Maybe not right away, right? So, educating, ugh, try not to do that. Even though... Paradoxically, I'm trying to educate you now, (laughs) but just less, just don't educate people when what they're looking for is an empathetic connection. Then one upping saying, Oh, what happened to you? That's nothing. What happened to me though? Let me tell you. And, uh, I know it's, um, there is a tendency, I think we all have that to kind of try to give that perspective saying, Oh, actually what happened to me was even worse. So you listen to that. And once again, you can do that but it's not going to provide the other person with that empathetic response that he or she might be looking for so don't try try not to do that then consoling, um saying oh you know it wasn't your fault you did all you could it sounds kind of nice but once again it's you're not connecting to the by saying that you're not connecting to the actual feeling like how the person is feeling right now so that goes also against that empathetic connection even though it sounds it sounds kind of beautiful right it's like why is that bad like that's not what the person wants you're not going to connect on that deeper level and another one one of my favorites storytelling Uh, you know, my previous episode was saying, are you listening with an intent to learn about the person or are you listening with an intent just to like tell your story? And this is like, that's it saying, oh, what you're saying me, like what you're saying to me right now, it reminds me of this other thing. Let me tell you. And you just, you know, take that narrative and, you know, you kind of not necessarily derail the conversation, but you really make it about that other story. Not an empathetic response. Then interrogating, saying, how did that happen? Tell me more, give more details. Which sounds like okay. You might you might seem like a good listener, but once again, does the person want to tell you everything, give you all the details, or is the point to for you to really sit with that person in his or her emotion and ask him more questions? Interestingly, you know, I myself like a little asking questions. Like, I have to tell myself to shut up and focus on empathy and not your curiosity. You know, at the moment then explaining uh, so this is more if someone is talking about something that you did that they didn't like right like, well you know i was only doing that at some point maybe yes but also not right away that's uh that's not that empathetic response we're looking for and the last one is sympathizing right i just a couple of minutes ago i was saying right, sympathy is not the same as empathy saying oh poor you yeah, oh poor thing you know oh what happened to you we don't want that pity, we want once again to connect on a deeper level to the emotion that the person's experiencing. So to say, Oh that's so bad it happened to you. Oh no No, that's just like that's that's not empathy. That's we know from research that this is the person's not gonna feel necessarily understood or listened to if if this is your response, you know, if this is the only response. So advising, educating one-upping, consoling, storytelling, interrogating, explaining, or sympathizing. These are all obstacles. And I think it kind of makes sense, right? When you read about them, you learn, it's like, oh, no, I've done all of those. And that's why also when you like kind of um, like looking back or deconstructing some, you know, maybe conversations you had with your friends, family members, someone where you, where you didn't feel understood, you can say, was it maybe one of those? Maybe it was one of those or a combo of those responses that made you, you know, feel kind of, I don't know if I want to tell you stories again. You know, if you, if you say something like, oh, you know, oh man, like this thing happened, like it was really bad. uh," And for example, someone says, let's say, well, what did you expect? You know, of course that would have happened shaming, right? It's kind of shaming someone or saying, oh, you know, I've done something even worse. It's that uh, one upping, saying something even worse happened to me, kind of almost like stealing the story. Uh, or uh, if someone tries to give you a piece of advice right away we 've all also been on that side I think of the conversation right and And now, not only you can knowing all this, not only you can be that good listener and you know respond in an empathetic way, but also when it 's not going well for you when someone 's not really connecting to you, you can say like you can deconstruct it and think, I think this person 's not really. Show him that empathy, and he or she is actually doing this thing. So it's really interesting when you uh, when you have those tools, when you're aware of like what could go wrong or what could go not too well, then it's it becomes easier to notice. Obviously, notice that in yourself, and and you have the power to correct it in yourself, right? And kind of notice when maybe someone doesn't have that, and say, yeah, that that was not the response I was looking for, and I actually know why exactly. Even more interestingly, so. I know that was a lot. Uh I will put, you know, all this information into the article that surrounds this episode cuz it's unless you were taking notes, which would have been really cool, but it's 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 difficult to remember obviously. You kind of have to have this list in front of you. So I'm going to put uh, everything I've mentioned in my uh, you know, different material surrounding this episode and I really hope you, you use it, you remind yourselves, you know, how just of ways and very concrete uh, you know, so like examples, concrete, you know, piece of framework that you can use to be a better listener, a better, uh, you know, conversation <laughs> companion, just a better friend, a better, you know, family member. Uh, you can really be that uh, empathetic companion to someone. And I think that's so powerful, so beautiful. And that's something if we're putting effort somewhere in our lives of being better communicators, it's like working on ourselves. I think it's such a beautiful area where we could be doing that because then you literally you have the power to make like someone's day better, you know, just by connecting with someone on a deeper level. There's so many benefits, I'm not gonna go into all of them. I think they're pretty self-explanatory, even though, yes, I just did talk about them. But so, be a good listener, try to bring that empathy into your communication, see what happens, see how people open up to you, see how you feel about yourself and others. I think it can be just such a beautiful experience and hey, Am I listening perfectly all the time? Am I responding with this, you know, 200% of empathy and I'm not jumping into one of those? Oh, no. But that's why it's a practice. These are skills. And the first step is to be aware, like what we could be learning, what we could be noticing. So I hope this was helpful. I hope this is useful. Please apply it. See what happens. And I hope you notice some really beautiful things. So thank you for your time. Uh, Once again, please use it. Uh, what happens. Share with your friends if you find it useful, valuable, and interesting. I really appreciate it. So thank you, and I'll see you soon.